Oh guys, welcome to the Goodies and Blues, supporters Club Ireland podcast. This is Asher Carson and this is episode number 33. And on the match reaction to tonight's 2-2 draw with Spurs. Another chance at Europe goes begging as we let it slip. You know, defensive errors cost us to get three precious points this evening. So is that Europe gone? Well, I think we just have to wait and see how the rest of the weekend fixtures go. And anyway, let's get straight into the game and the starting lineup. So, starting with a back three of Godfrey Keane and Mason Holgate, a midfield four of Dini on the left, a centre partnership of Davies and Allen with Alex Awobi on the right hand side, leaving a front trio of Richarlison with Hammers on the right and Gilvy Sigurdsson on the left hand side. And beforehand, we had a moment of silence for Prince Philip, who uh, who's obviously had died and you know his funeral takes place tomorrow. It was also great to see Jordan Pickford back in goal after a number of weeks off with injury and hopefully no ill effects from that injury. So the opening minutes was quite quiet with Spurs. You know they were very fast and direct and Everton still looking to find their feet. And then the first attempt on goal really was ourselves on fourth minute with Gibby Sigurdsson attempting a 30-yard curler which didn't trouble the keeper as it sailed over the bar. And then a moment later on Sky Sports, the bashing of Richarlison started when he was slightly caught on the ankle but Sky more or less said that he went down too early and, you know, Sky Sports need to look at, you know, instead of just bashing Richarlison, they need to start looking at every team. You know, it's something that does happen on a regular occurrence in the Premier League and around the world about, you know, players going down too early and then obviously players don't do themselves um, any kind of justification by doing it on a regular basis and then they give themselves a name for doing it but there's a number of other players out there but Sky Sports stop just picking on Richardson please there's other players out there anyway Gilfie was very impressive tonight good movement and was winning the ball back and looking to make Spurs work for this game and there was an intent by both sides to go and win the game 10 minutes in and my only worry at the time was Hamas Rodriguez. He was losing the ball, especially at times when he was in promising positions. It would be very quickly stolen off him. So he just needed, as we say here in Ireland, had to watch his house when he did receive the ball because it was very easily taken off him at times. Davies was doing a decent job in midfield, a lot of tackles, a lot of winning the balls back. Not much of an outlet to get us forward, but he was doing what he needed to do defensively wise. Aaron Charleston was being a nuisance without threatening too much at times. Wolby sadly was the only one that was not getting into the game much. So, 15 minutes in, still nil nil, and we had a period of time being forced back a bit by Spurs, who were putting a bit of pressure on, so they spent a lot of time in our box. And, and Domley had a, an Oscar winning performance dive on 16 minutes when the impressive Godfrey stole the ball off him. And in getting around him, uh, Domley went down as if he was hitting the throat. And this is something that all teams need to address, but to stop this trying to con the ref, and the ref didn't fall for it. You know, he was treated for the so-called injury, but the special one wasn't sensed when the foul wasn't given and everything continued to continue to play. Tom Davies also picked up a, a yellow a few minutes later for a sliding challenge. I think it was on, on Domble as well. I think, it, to be honest, both players came in for the ball kind of sliding, but the referees deemed to think that Tom Davies was just a little bit more aggressive in the challenge. Then our first uh, major chance on 22 minutes, a perfect true ball by Hamas Rodriguez to Richarlison, and he took the shot on, and keeper Laurie saved it. I think it was just a second too early when he took the shot on. I think he could have went on for another second and would have been in a, a much better position to 
put it round the goalkeeper, but either way, it should have been 1 0 to Everton. Godfrey was having a fantastic time on the pitch and he was not putting a foot wrong. And what a signing he's turning out to be. James was definitely much better now, and that true ball was give, had given him a lot more confidence. 26 minutes, though, all the hard work. Went to shite, as they'd say. A, a cross came in and a very poor header by Michael Keane. It fell to Harry Kane and he turned and slotted home his first goal of the evening. Maybe slightly against the run of play at the time. If Keane hadn't touched it, the ball might have floated through to Holgate and he may have been in a better position to clear it, possibly. But Everton were awarded a, a chance to equalise in the 29th minute when Sigerson put himself in a fantastic cross to Hamas Rodriguez. And just as Hamas was setting himself to make a shot, Regulon got his caught his left foot and brought him down so a chance for Aaron to equalise Guilfi Sigerson took the penalty himself and comfortably slotted it home and Sigerson continues his good run against Spurs this season and I think definitely we were deservedly you know, well back into this game and I actually had a forecast for 3-2 on the previous podcast and at the moment we were on course to get that scoreline so Everton set themselves up and were starting to dominate Spurs much more Godfrey, you know, fair play to the guy. Still had Regulon in his pocket. Kane tried to chip Pickford when he was off his line, but the, the chance drifted well wide. And the commentary then continued on for a few minutes, talking about the penalty chance, and that you know they felt that Hamas's leg was left out purposely to get contact for the penalty. But of course, Cars's leg was was left out. Like, give me a break, guys. His leg was back because he was going to he's just about to pull the trigger. It wasn't the case that he left it there to try and con something. It was a it was a penalty, pure and simple. No matter how much way you looked at it and as I mentioned just a few moments ago James was much better now really enjoying himself on the pitch he wasn't losing the ball he was finding space and really causing especially in midfield you know how Spurs were going to react to how we were playing and Iwobi had a shot blocked by his own player Sigurdsson it may have been on target I don't know but he was true just inside the box and as he hit the shot Sigurdsson may have been trying to get out of the way but the shot came off him and then a chance for us to go 2-1 up and um, you know amazing give and go with Hammers and uh Gilfie Sigurdsson and it actually started with Hammers with a lovely back heel uh, it was brought back into him uh, by Gilfie Sigurdsson to Hammers and he was in on the box and Loris had he pulled off a brilliant save it should have been 2-1 I don't think whether he could have went to the keeper's right I don't know but the shot it should have been 2-1 to Everton on 38 minutes and it was another chance gone begging but Everton were really had really stepped it up we were really up for this and Hamas as I said was causing Spurs so many issues in midfield making space for himself and it was it, it, it really made uh, Spurs not know really what to do in midfield. That's what the, the you know his movement was causing. And just before the end of the first half, James put in a lovely free kick, and it was whipped in so brilliantly it went all the way across. It it the other it, it missed the other players, but it found Godfrey right at the far post. But he he did have a you know a chance of a header, but he just wasn't expecting, it and he wasn't able to get it clear on you know on target. So at half time, you know Everton slightly shading it, but one one at half time. So into the second half and. Um, I missed the first couple of minutes of the second half due to the fact that because I was on my way to work and I was transferring from the, the street onto the bus, so I did miss it. But it looked like uh, Spurs were having a very f- good few uh, second half minutes. Um, a lovely ball by a Wobby to Rosarison who tried to find an overlapping with Sigurdsson, but the pass just eluded him. Um, but it was much better by Everton for what I saw starting off that second half, and a good good uh, passing spell by Everton also. Um, 
a perfect tackle on 55 minutes by Tom Davies. Uh, Reglan had got on this mazy run and he got past everyone, but Davies came right up behind me and tackled. It was just absolutely perfection, especially for a player who was on a yellow card to, to risk doing a tackle like that. It was absolutely fabulous. A minute later, Kane found Ndomle, but his shot was blocked by Lugadinia and it just looped over Jordan Pickford and over the bar for a corner. And... Uh, the corner, you know, the resulting corner, I think, was my, uh, Harry Kane headed just off the post and passed Pickford. So Spurs had already gone very, very close in the second half. And then you could see Seamus Coleman was being readied by Carlo Ancelotti. But just on the hour mark, a lovely ball over the top to Richarlison. Um, he did slot it home and we thought it was going to be 2-1. But as soon as he got the ball, the, you know, and rightly so, he was offside. Um, the flag did go up. So Coleman came on for a Wobie on the hour mark into midfield and holy shit what a reaction and a substitute by Coleman you know a brilliant give and go uh, with Richarlison Coleman then cross and an absolutely brilliant left hand left left foot volley should I say by Sigurdsson to put Everton ahead what a substitute by Carlo Ancelotti and what a cross by Goodell 60 grand and people say that the guy you know can't play football anymore you know we're looking at the way he was coming on to replace Iwobi in that left at that right hand side of midfield and thinking how going to how to do that but what an absolute brilliant substitution and a wonderful cross by Seamus Coleman and what a finish by Gilfie Sigurdsson so everything ahead on 62 minutes and that straight away forced uh, changes by Spurs so the special one looked really pissed on the sidelines I have to say and I hope this was not going to to change things but Godfrey still being physical still being strong still being quick what a good player we have in Ben Godfrey and you know any position we have played him in whether it's right back left back in his natural position at centre back he has absolutely been immense and probably one of the players of the season for me but Spurs were still were still coming and Harry, you know, Harry Kane uh, punished us on 68 minutes when Keane and Holgate they got in each other's way. It was more Keane's fault than anything else. His header came off Mason Holgate and right into the path of Harry Kane and Harry Kane slammed it home and two jammy goals this evening. Well, jammy in the sense of he got lucky with them. You know, apart from the two goals after that, he didn't really do too much. We weren't giving him the space to operate unless we made the mistake ourselves. So now it was 2-2 a free kick on 70 minutes for Everton. Saw Coleman you know, run up to, to, to Roden. And I don't know, because he had nothing to do with the foul itself, but he straight away got up and he ran for Roden. And something must have been said to him. Some, you know, some sort of abuse must have been uh, uh, thrown at Seamus Coleman over something. But the referee had to go and speak with Seamus Coleman and ask him to calm down. And then a minute later... Um, Harry Kane was, was, had almost got the, the so-called perfect... Uh, the perfect hat trick, you know, the left foot, right foot, and then uh, almost the header. So Spurs' tails were up with the equaliser. It kind of knocked the stuffing out of us a, a bit. So 15 minutes left, and we're still 2 2. It was just a shame to see that the two mistakes had gifted Spurs the two goals. And Dini's passing was a little bit erratic now in shorter time. So, you know, the players had to really make up pace to catch onto his pass because it was a little short of passing speed. But Coleman, oh my God, Like watching him on the pitch, you wouldn't think he was a 32, 33-year-old. He was absolutely having a great time and he was really causing Spurs a lot of difficulty down that right-hand side. So with 10 minutes to go, it really was an opening 
uh, you know, an open game and it was backwards and forwards and we were coming into the last 10 minutes. You can see Josh King got ready. Now, we did have a corner and for some reason, Duncan Ferguson was trying to, I think he was trying to say to Carlo Ancelotti, let's get him on before the corner, but they waited until the corner was taken. Then when the ball went out of play, then brought um, uh, Josh King on. But King did come on for the last kind of six or seven minutes and he did have a shot um, that saved him and the chance to win the game, you know, fell to Rashad Allison and I don't know whether he just wasn't comfortable with the shot or was he going for glory, you know, but when, when King was through and the shot was saved, it fell right to Charleston and instead of just slotting it home, the keeper was in no man's land. Whether a defender would have got back to stop it, I don't know, but he absolutely blazed the shot over the bar. A stone wall chance for 3-2 and it's like, oh, like almost a per- another perfect substitution by Carlo Ancelotti. You know, I think he, if he just had side foot at home, it would have it went it's into the goal. I don't think the defenders would have got back to stop it, but instead he went for a blaze of glory effort. And then you go, okay, was there ever going to be a winner? And I, like I thought there at that moment, my three two, uh, you know, was my three two kind of projection was going to come through. And was it going to be a winner here? Sadly, this felt like you know two points now were being dropped, and both teams had chances. And overall performance, I think we deserved it more. You know, the two costly mistakes. You know, seeing Europe slip away and the, the little bit more, and then the, the referee then blew its whistle two two, and this result of course helps Liverpool and West Ham especially. And if results don't go our way over the coming games, you know, well then you know this game or you know has will be causes will be more out of sight. And Godfrey man the match for me tonight. You know, never put a foot wrong, and it seems Michael Keane. Although I love the guy, he just doesn't seem to be very comfortable in playing in a back three, regardless who he plays with. He seems to always struggle in that back three, and you know, sadly those two errors. You know, seeing Jamie Kane get two finishes today, so we'll have to see what shape we were in come the end of the weekend fixtures, where we can analyze it more. You know, but until then, it's finished two-two at Goodison this evening. Such a shame at that, you know, moment chance for Richarlison to slot at home. Decided to go bang for glory. Um, hands on his head. He he probably is thinking in the dressing room this evening. Why oh why did I do that instead of going for glory? I really do believe that that chance should have been just slot at home, side foot, and it would have been easier to to finish. But anyway. Um, a much better performance overall by the side, um, but the chances, especially for Sharon's home at that horse today, and it's one point instead of three. But anyway, guys, thanks for listening to the Goodison Blues podcast. We will look more deeply into, you know, after the rest of the weekend's fixtures to see how what shape we were in. It's Arsenal next, of course. We'll see how they get on. I think Arsenal play Fulham, so I think hopefully Fulham will do us a favour tomorrow. Um, hopefully Leeds will do so actually it, this is one of these games where you know if you're going if you really had a chance at top four you want Liverpool to lose against Leeds but we really don't want Leeds picking up points either you know you know because they're right creeping up behind us same as Aston Villa so I think for the Leeds game I think I'd settle for a draw there um, instead of instead of three points for Leeds United but we'll just have to see what happens over the course of the weekend guys anyway thanks for listening to the Goodness and Blues of Portugal this is Ash take care and stay blue